You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, I'm here with Matt, Ken, and Jeff. Uh, let's start with Matt. How are you doing today? <laughs> yeah, this is uh, uh, right you know, I'm a little sore. I'm, uh, I'm in the process of moving, so I'm staying at my parents' house, and... Uh, I'm sleeping on a on a twin size mattress without much support. So well, when you want to when you sleep on two people who happen to be twins, it's probably going to be pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, there's they move too much. That's the problem. That's right. And uh, you're also joining the uh, the company called College Hunks, helping other people move. <laughs> Gotta get my workout in. I was at a parade recently, and they had a big float college hunks, but none of them were college hunks. They're all middle-aged men. Well, yeah. Well, they, they work fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> we were college hunks. Yeah, we were, right. Not currently. And Ken, uh, you're sitting uh, pretty comfortably there on the chair with your legs on top. How's that going for you? It's fine. My feet are cold mostly, so I'm just trying to get them closer to my butt to warm them. <laughs> that makes sense. We got a lot of problems here. We do. We tried to get the air down to, what, 66, 65 in here for Jeff. <laughs> it's absurd. We we all freeze to death in the studio for for precious precious Jeff. You all could plan ahead. I <laughs> wear a sweater. I, I can't peel my skin get off. Get naked, Ken. Jeff. Also an option. No, it's not. No? <laughs> Jeff's got me. problems, too. Why don't you tell us your problems, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna get to it in a minute with the uh, the, the name of uh, Matt and I's team. A uh, little peek ahead to uh, what's coming up, but um, yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure I've got sleep apnea. I, I had to go through a sleep study, um, so Matt thought it would be funny to call our team the old man and the CPAP. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so what we're doing. Sleep apnea, be, uh, circulation issues, and bad back. Bad back. Yeah, I yeah. got a bad back. And Neil I'll, actually is problem flawless. besides everything. <laughs> yeah, I just have a lot of problems, so I don't even want to go into it. It's just too long. That'll be the whole episode, and we have special guests here. So. Right, back let's get to it. Uh, but Jeff, I'll be your CPAP. I'll come breathe in your mouth every night. Um, all right, so... <laughs> Is that sanitary? I thought you need distilled water. Yeah, you do need distilled water. You don't want bacteria. Uh, our first guest is going to partner with Ken today. Uh, you've heard her on Bloodsport. Uh, she's been on a few other times. Uh, we always love having her here. Coming to us from Bath, Michigan, a savage superstar on Patreon, Kate Hagerman. How are you, Kate? I'm good. Happy to be here. Happy to see you. Uh, if for, for folks who might not remember, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to. Um, I am a high school chemistry teacher, and tomorrow is my first day back. So this is a nice way to wrap up my summer vacation, hanging out with you guys. 
Oh, that's very nice. Oh, I'm sure you're you're probably not too uh, excited to get more hijinks and tomfoolery that you're getting right now uh, tomorrow, but we'll try and keep it down. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, and Ken, you're going to partner with Kate, mm-hmm. uh, and I think Kate brought up a great team name. Unless you have one, maybe that uh, could uh, you know go along with Jeff and Matt's. It's up to Kate. Which one did you like, the Swayze one? Oh, I don't care. That's, Go that's for a it. shout out to my husband, I guess. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Uh, Hag Trick Swayze. Hag Trick Swayze. Hag Trick Swayze. So it's the nickname your husband uh, got from his coworker. So yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll be your team name. And then Old Man in the CPAP, is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, uh, in order for the contestants to play the game, I'm going to be sitting out today scorekeeping and getting the uh, scores wrong and, and you know all that good stuff. Uh, we need a host. And our host today coming to us from Virginia, Oakland Five supporter on Patreon. So happy to have her here. Caroline Bronstein. How are you, Caroline? I'm great. How are you guys? Excellent. Happy to be here. Thank you. Well, yes, thank you for, for coming. Uh, we saw uh, the awesome shirt you're wearing today. We commented on it. Uh, sort of a uh, Kermit the Frog uh, shirt, which is great. Uh, but tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. All right. So I live right outside of Washington, D.C. on the good side, uh, <laughs> which is the Virginia side. Ooh, shots um, fired. <laughs> and I work for the Navy as a civilian doing acquisition work for unmanned systems, water robots and stuff. Wow. Cool. That I want to be in awesome. charge of water robots. That sounds like a way better job than what I have. You just need to have a conglomerate coffee shop run by water robots. It'd probably be more efficient. Maybe Caroline can your, help you out. They'd spell your name right, too. Yeah, right. You, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that sounds really cool. So um, way cooler than what we're doing, but uh, it's not. It's not though. Okay, it just it sounds, sounds cooler, cooler than it is. Yeah. That's well, the important thing. Most jobs do. Maybe you can help us run an unmanned trivia host when one of us can't make it. Well, that would just be Matt in the studio, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> when Matt's unmanned, he's unhinged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Uh, well, thank you for uh, for joining us today. And we know you wrote a game. Uh, anything that we should be expecting. Uh, questions trivia normal trivia game all right well uh let's uh go to the rules uh caroline uh you have a choice of the rules read anyone in particular you'd like to hear Uh, let's just go classic all right let's hear darren Darren should do it as an underwater robot (laughs) the rules of the game are simple 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece at halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. I am the cream, yeah, the cream of the crop. Uh, well, cool. We have uh, Old Man in the CPAP versus Hectric Swayze. Uh, let the games begin. We're so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Round one, question one. Uh, Category is the first question I ever answered on a podcast. Uh, What couple was the first U.S. citizens to be convicted of espionage during peacetime? They were convicted of providing information about radar, sonar, and nuclear weapon designs to the USSR in 1951 and executed in 1953. I believe I know this, Matt. Good. I don't. Okay. But then I'll lock in for our team. Yeah. I remember this uh, this story. I'm kind of blanking on the name right now. Do you remember? I'm thinking it's the Rosenbergs. Oh, Rosen. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking I, Rosen something. I don't know their 
first names for sure, but I'm pretty sure Rosenbergs. Yeah, I was feeling Rosen in the gut, so uh, let's go Rosenbergs. Yeah, um, Matt allowed me to lock in pretty quick, and we settled on Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. Yep, that's correct. Uh, Ethel and Julius Rosenberg. Um, shout out to Jody Steele for that question on a throwback trivia takedown. Nice. Oh, yeah, she always writes great questions, so yeah, thank you. All right, uh, question two is the National Zoo. Uh, what type of rabid animal bit nine people on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. in April 2022? Fittingly, some may think it was the reincarnation of Naruto. Ah, Ken. Ken wasn't there. I don't know that He was one. biting people. No, it was you. You're the, you're the feral animal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not, oh, Naruto. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> yeah, you rub like him. Uh, feral animal. Do you know? Uh, Matt and I, we've got some guesses. We think we might be circling the mark, but... Uh, Did you pick a couple rabid animals? We picked a, a rabid animal and we locked in. Very rabid. Well, despite my affinity for... Uh, Biting people. ...anime and stuff like that, I don't <laughs> know the Naruto reference because um, I'm not uh, I don't initiated either. with that one. However, I'm feeling squirrel for some reason. Squirrel? I think it might have been okay. a squirrel just from the remembering the story but I'm not yeah sure. i don't really remember i would have guessed fox but i have no basis for really guessing that so I yeah was, we can go squirrel yeah, i don't think a fox all right we're gonna go squirrel uh we settled on raccoon we don't know all right so it was a fox oh. <laughs> uh and the naruto reference uh naruto had the spirit of the nine-tailed fox oh, okay sealed oh. inside of him all right, question three. Category is Gattaca. Uh, DNA is made of four bases. Name two. Uh, get a bonus if you name all four. So you lock in with something, and then we'll just move on. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Jeff, do a science. Jeff will attempt to remember a science. So, Kate, was it like... Uh... There were, there were a bunch of letters, I remember, like T, C, A, G, D... Maybe an N it's, in there. It's, I know it's it's A. <laughs> this is probably where I'm going to have to turn in my science teacher card. But um, I know it's A, T, and G, and C. Those for okay. sure I know. Um, and because they're the bases. Words or? <laughs> probably. I think that's what uh, she's going well, for. Well, let's turn in. <laughs> let's, let's just turn I've in the got... assignment half done. <laughs> I've, I know that the, the end of their name will end in I-N-E because they're bases. But I'm not a biology teacher. Um, I'm going to guess cytosine for the C and thymine for the T. Uh, guanine. Yeah, is it, I think there was a bonus. Yeah, there's a bonus if you get four. What do you think? Guanine or guarine? I, those might not even be real science words. And then aniline for A. But sure. Sure. That sounds excellent. Sure. I think you're very close if, if you're not I, right on most I, of them. A lot of these words, there's just slight variations from one to the next to the next yeah. to the next. And so what's your what's your science speciality then? Me? Yeah. Is chemistry, which chemistry. really I should. Organic chemistry? I should, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do teach organic chemistry, but <laughs> because other up. teachers yeah. teach this stuff, I never do. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, 
I've been on a podcast for five years and haven't learned anything. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right, uh, we'll go with what she said. And you guys tapped. Yep. Yeah, we had the ATCG part, but no, we didn't. I wrote ribo something and carbo something. (laughs) What are the answers? (laughs) All right. um, They are adenine, cytosine, guanine, and thymine. So, so regular point, team got points. Regular yeah, points for got, us. Yeah. I think we got some. I think there's some points there. What do you think? Roll I'll, point oh, yeah, I'll give some points. Those are very oh, close. Yeah, there were points. yeah. Ten points. There ten points. Ten pants. Ten yeah, ten <laughs> pants for uh for Team Hattrick Swayze. All right. Question four. Category is let it go. Uh question is the snow animation software from what animated movie was used by scientists to determine that the Dyatlov Pass incident was likely caused by an avalanche? Well, I saw this, and I, I know what she's talking about. I think it's the obvious one, man. You, you can't okay. pass up on that hint, right? No, no I was going to let it go, but you know what? We can't. So. We're not going to let it hold us back anymore. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're just going to answer. Do you guys know about the uh, Dyatlov Pass? Pass? I do. Yeah. I'm well-versed, Anywho. actually. Uh, do you want to go with Frozen or Frozen 2? <laughs> Tough choice. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen Frozen 2. I don't. Is there an avalanche scene? I think there's uh, the, in the first one. I think it's when they get let's lost in New York. Let's, let's not yeah. overthink it. Let's just see. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Frozen, lost in New York. <laughs> uh, let's go with Frozen. And we two said Frozen. All right. Points all around. It was Frozen. Frozen lost. <laughs> yeah, Vox did a uh, thing on the Dyatlov Pass incident, and that's where I first learned about it. But uh, very interesting. Yeah, Disney. Yeah, I heard it on a, You're Wrong About the podcast. Oh, nice. I, was, I think they talked about it on the Disney Plus. They had a cool documentary on how they made the Frozen movies. So I see. Mm, and I heard many it on ways, Triviality two minutes ago. Many ways to learn a fact. <laughs> All right, question five. Uh, category is I'm surprised men would even allow it. Uh, what company, typically known more for a different type of bodily care, made the Apollo astronaut spacesuits? Oh. Oh. Uh, I think uh, I know this one. Are you playing? I'm not playing. Just, just with my, in my own head. <laughs> just playing with yourself? <laughs> yeah. That, that's my guess. Yeah, I, I, I was torn between a, a different company and that one. What's the it, one you were thinking It's of? the same product. Yeah. 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 We're good with yours. Okay. Matt and I uh, think we're in the right area, but uh, we'll have to just lock it in. Hope it's right. All right. Uh, the spacesuits. Anything jumping out at you? Um, I think it was a ladies' undergarment company. I think yeah. maybe like bras, girls, those kinds of things. I think um, you're correct. They were, uh, what I what company say, would be? I want to say Playtex. No, I'm not... No, no others are coming to mind. That's that's good with let's, me. Let's go with that. Yeah, I don't know any older ones. Um, Armstrong Secret. Yeah, so we're going to go with uh, Playtex. <laughs> and uh, we just said Playtex. We, we're on the same wavelength there. Yep, points all around. It was Playtex. And I, I want a space girdle. <laughs> <laughs> you weigh less up there. You don't need a girl. <laughs> Last week we talked about Neil Armstrong quite a bit, so mm-hmm. big fan of Playtex. <laughs> um, after five questions, it looks like it's very close. Old Man in the CPAP with 30 points and Hectric Swayze with 40. All right, on to question six. Uh, category is celebrity makeup brands. 
2017, the makeup brand Fenty Beauty launched at Sephora with an impressive 40 shades for their foundation. Seems like she heard everyone's SOS calls for more inclusive shade ranges. What mm-hmm. celebrity founded the brand? We are locked in. Matt and I happen to know this one offhand. Oh, no, no. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> this um, uh, Fenty. Do you know off the bat? I have two guesses, and I'm leaning one way. I have zero guesses. You could see either Beyonce or Rihanna. And I don't understand uh, the jokes that they're making because <laughs> I don't listen to either artist. Oh, you're missing out. New Beyonce, yeah. very good. I'm in the same boat there. I would go with Rihanna. Yeah? Yeah. That was what you said, right? Yeah, Beyonce or Rihanna. I'm, I was leaning Rihanna initially, but now I'm kind of leaning Beyonce the more I think about it because I've heard of it before. Just got to trust your third gut. I think, I think let's go... Do you mind if we go Beyonce? Well, I feel like Beyonce names everything after herself. Okay. More. All right, no problem. We could go. Let's go uh, with Rihanna, and then if we if we're on the uh, the teeter totter next time, we'll go the opposite way. Okay. All right, so we're gonna go Rihanna this time. You don't become a national hero of Barbados by doing nothing. <laughs> Ken was in Rihanna, yeah. Trying so hard to talk her out of the right answer. I wasn't yeah. Trying hard. Ah, you were trying pretty hard. <laughs> he is what Rihanna calls a rude boy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, rude, rude boy! Don't f- it up. Get under my umbrella, Ella, Ella. All right, this is getting out of hand. What's the answer? Uh, the answer is Rihanna. Oh, right, oh, right. Full name is Robin Fenty. All right, question seven. Uh, U.S. colleges. Uh, what is the second oldest college in the United States and has alumni including James Monroe, John Tyler, Thomas Jefferson? Glenn Close, and U.S. Women's National Soccer Team coach, Jill Ellis. Can I interest anybody in a game of Flip Chalice? <laughs> could I hear the um You the must chug your mead before again, you Caroline? flip the chalice. Caroline, could I hear the... Something? Yes, could I hear the alumni again? I hereby issue yeah. a <laughs> challenge. Uh, the alumni were... James Monroe, John Tyler, Thomas Jefferson, Glenn Close, and U.S. Women's National Soccer Team coach Jill Ellis. Just to be clear, the impression I'm doing is of Glenn Close. (laughs) (laughs) I was on damages. Because they were, because Jefferson went to Virginia, I think it's this. What do do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What what do you think over there? Harvard? Um, That's my guess. Yale? Stanford? Where are these places? Out in California? (laughs) Look, I don't know anything about colleges. Fair enough. I I don't know where they are. I I don't know. What if I told you Stanford's mascot was a tree? Uh, (laughs) I would believe you. And it's a Christmas tree. The crimson or whatever, the the Stanford red or whatever the color is. What are you you thinking? Um, Well, I'm clearly. I was kind of thinking along the same lines as, as Jeff was that these are all Virginia related people, which kind of takes me away from Harvard or Princeton or Yale. I was thinking uh, William and Mary. I don't know where that is, but I know it's I old. no idea. It's been around a long so. time. So that would be my guess, but I don't really know. Sounds good. Okay, we'll yep. go with William and Mary. We also guessed William and Mary. We know it's one of the first, if not like the second. <laughs> well, so that's what we guessed. <laughs> All right, points all around. It is the College of William and Mary. Yay. I'm so excited. Uh, uh, 
Other alumni include uh, former Secretary of Defense Robert Gates, the creator of Scrubs Bill Lawrence, uh, fictional doctors Turk, Turk and JD, and me. Oh, oh. awesome. I dare say, did you see Jefferson run through the uh, quarter without his pantaloons? <laughs> he emerged swampy. Back when the college was founded, Greek life, it was a real thing. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, the hazing. You're still you just, living that way. They just threw you in the swamp <laughs> and made you drink a bunch of mead. Or no, they wouldn't have been drinking mead. Yeah. Oh, how old is like this? Is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't drink, so I don't know. It'd be ales, right? Ale. Time for our weekly jousting. Like what? <laughs> I mean, you are close to Maryland, so. Oh, well, that is true. It is the, the <laughs> national sport or state sport. State sport, even. All right. Uh, question number eight. Category is rule changes. Uh, what was banned in NCAA basketball from 1967 to 1976? We're locked in. All right. Uh, is that uh, we could go really, really broad and say, like, stabbing on the court, because I'm sure that's not in the rules. <laughs> or we could say, like, uh, three, three pointers. Uh, yeah. Are we talking I... basketball? <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. Uh, three pointers, I think, is correct. I, I guess. I didn't realize that they could. They had three pointers before then, or maybe they just banned them specifically. I don't know. I think I just think I remember seventy six. That makes. I, I think I remember this question yeah. coming up once before. Okay, let's go with that. Yeah. You know what wasn't in the rule book, Matt? Laying a dog Dogs play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all there. Um, no, this rule was specifically uh, instituted because Will, Will Chamberlain would not stop dunking all over the poor oh. the poor players uh. in, in, in college basketball. So they outlawed the slam dunk. He's too good, so we have to change the rules. They had to nerf him. That is correct. It is dunking. They, The NCAA tries to claim it was because it was not a skillful shot and could lead to injury, but that's... They're liars. It turns out when you just story. have someone who's too OP, you have to, <laughs> yeah. you have to kneecap them any way you Until can. the other players got taller. They had to <laughs> <laughs> they goes to the NBA and gets a 100-point game, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, question nine. Category is uncut gems. Uh, Antwerp, Belgium is the world capital of what tradable item? How many of you guys uh, had to repress the uncut gems? <laughs> <laughs> This is history right here. Uh, yeah, we have no idea, so I am formulating something in my head, and we are locked in. All right, so uh, some of the more obvious answers are out of my head, thanks to the uncut gems hint. Um, <laughs> what do you What are you thinking? I think it's diamonds. Diamonds, um, because De Beers Ooh. is the big diamond conglomerate. Not just and an I SNL sketch. That... You can call him a cartel. That's fine. <laughs> Cartel, yeah. And I believe that Belgian, Belgium owned a bunch of Africa, like the Congo area. Uh, yes. They were mining the diamonds. Yeah. King yes. Leopold. Okay. Yeah. So I, that's that's my guess. I agree. Yeah, that clue is probably more literal than I just ignored it. Um, I was thinking of Belgium chocolate, so we just said chocolate truffles. All right. So points are going to one team. It is diamonds. Mm-mm. You know what, Matt? It's because we weren't shining bright like a diamond. No, that's what it is. Is yeah. that Rihanna? 
it's Beyonce actually. <laughs> All right, question ten. Uh, category is two songs was not enough. Uh, what is the name of the pop star that Max wants to see in the Goofy movie? Some may say Max's performance of the star song at the beginning of the movie was electric. We are locked in. We're okay. Because I just watched this movie and I cannot remember it. So. Uh, yeah, my, my brother, when we were kids, named his dog after the girl that Max was interested in. So, Oh, oh is that where the uh-huh. name Roxy came from? <laughs> he says it's not, but um, that, puppy but we was, know. that puppy was born four months after the Goofy movie came mm, out. Leap day coincidence? 2000. Coincidence? Seems I unlikely since he was a kid. You know, it's just like, oh, it's a girl dog's name. So uh, we're talking about a dog pop star that vaguely resembles like Michael Jackson and Prince. Uh, do you recall? I think I have an idea. No, this is how I know I'm older than all of you guys. I think I've it's seen a goofy movie. Powerline. Powerline? Yeah. It might be a little different than that, but I think it's Powerline. Well, Ken, if we listen to each other's hearts and you come over to my house anytime soon, you'll see that there is a box of the Goofy movie. It's supposed to look like the VHS box, mm-hmm. but when you open it up, inside there is a plush toy of Powerline. Nice. So we two said Powerline. Nice. All right, Powerline is correct, and uh, that sounds like an amazing toy. Yeah, I, Angie finds the weirdest things online, and she's like, oh, i got to have that. And then it just shows up at the house like two days later. It's great. There's a great uh, TikTok. It's a, it's a good movie. I, I just saw of a guy fully dressed up like Goofy Movie doing the choreography in the middle of a festival and no one was paying attention to him, but he was having the time of his life. So. <laughs> it's because he was doing the perfect catch. He was. Uh, well, after the first round, uh, scores are still tight, only separated by 10 points. So we have Team Old Man in the CPAP with 70 and Hagtrick Swayze with 80. Wow. High scoring. So uh, before we hear what the swing round is about, just wanted to thank uh, Caroline and Kate for being patrons. Uh, if you'd like to join them, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast where you can get a ton of extra audio content where we get a chance to do uh, our crop drops every month, which are fun. Also, our Patreon bonuses. And I believe we haven't done um, the uh, jousting for patrons yet, have oh, we? Oh, yeah, we got to do Bread that. Bread jousting. Yeah, the, French, baguette. the baguette jousting. Who needs to do it? Uh, yeah, I, I lost. Yeah, I don't know if it was me, was it? I don't know. We got to go was back to the night? clip. If it was me, we got to do it quick. Oh, okay. So well, maybe we'll just all do it because it sounds fun. Okay. Get four baguettes. We'll have and, a tournament. Yeah, we'll have a jousting <laughs> tournament. Uh, so that's the kind of thing you're in store for if you uh, join Patreon uh, and help uh, our show grow and also get all that extra content as, as well as uh, stickers and boxes and all the good stuff. So if you'd like to join uh, Kate and Caroline, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Got to find some tricycles, too. That, oh, That's going to be the hard part. Yeah, we do need to find tricycles. I we're going to do broomsticks like the Monty Python. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Caroline, uh, what is the swing round today? Uh, so the swing round is going to be, uh, I will give you some book titles, and you will tell me the book series that they are a part of. All right, so number one, the titles are A Feast for Crows. A Dance with Dragons, and A Clash of Kings. Number two, the titles are Catching Fire and Mockingjay. Number three, the titles are The Name of the Wind and The Wise Man's Fear. Number four, the titles are The Golden Compass, The Subtle Knife, and The Amber Spyglass. Number five, 
the titles are Dragonfly and Amber, Voyager, Drums of Autumn, and The Fiery Cross. Number six, the titles are The Color of Magic, The Light Fantastic, Equal Rights, and Witches Abroad. Number seven, the titles are The Bad Beginning, The Reptile Room, The Austere Academy, and The Carnivorous Carnival. Number eight, the titles are The Lightning Thief, The Sea of Monsters, and The Titan's Curse. Number nine, titles are The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, The Silver Chair, and The Magician's Nephew. And number 10, the titles are The Arctic Incident, The Eternity Code, The Opal Deception, and The Lost Colony. Those are all the clues. We're going to let the teams uh, go mull these over and be right back with the answers. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Welcome back. It looks like all the answers of the swing round are in, including uh, what my Game of Thrones nickname would be, the subtle knife, as I would stab people very softly without them knowing. But Wrong uh, one, though. Wrong one, though. Uh, but we are uh, going to hear these answers. So let's get the questions one more time, Caroline, and we'll see what the team said. All right. So number one, uh, that was A Feast for Crows, A Dance with Dragons, and A Clash of Kings. Uh, we uh, started this one off strong, we think, and we said Song of Ice and Fire, often just called Game of Thrones. We agree. A Song of Ice and Fire. Yep, that's correct. It is A Song of Ice and Fire or 
Game of Thrones. Alright, number two was Catching Fire and Mockingjay. Uh, we thought this was the Hunger Games series. We concur. Hunger Games. Yep, absolutely. The Hunger Games. Alright, number three, that's The Name of the Wind and The Wise Man's Fear. Uh, for this one, we went with Patrick Rothfuss's Kingkiller Chronicles, which I kind of want to read. Yeah, I happen to be uh, was gifted a couple of these. I uh, haven't gotten to them yet, but we said the Kingkiller Chronicles. Yeah, I'll trade you my one pieces for, for the Kingkiller. I'll give you Name of the Wind. Yeah. yeah. These back alley dealings of, I'll give you my one piece. <laughs> Trading books. <laughs> real see, real Sounds like a stuff. library. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yep, King Killer Chronicles is correct, and you should absolutely read it. They're excellent, except the series is unfinished, much like Game of Thrones. So, one day yeah. he's working. Proceed on with it. caution. <laughs> I heard. Uh, number four is the Golden Compass, the Subtle Knife, and the Amber Spyglass. For this one, we went with His Dark Materials, which I'm in the middle of the Subtle Knife as we speak, and I have been for a while because I took a break. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff knew this one. I had no idea because I kept saying his dark majesties, but his dark materials. <laughs> his dark materials is correct. Number five, Dragonfly and Amber, Drums of Autumn, and the Fiery Cross. Well, we just didn't know. Um, we felt like Wheel of Time was probably one of these, so it's going to come up a little bit in our answers. But for this one, we guessed Wheel of Time. Yeah, we didn't know. Um, so we guessed Maze Runner. So this one is Outlander. Mm. Oh. Mm. Is there just as much nudity in the books as there is in the TV show? <laughs> but you have to imagine. That's true. Number six, uh, The Color of Magic, The Light Fantastic, Equal Rights, and Witches Abroad. Uh, once again, Wheel of Time. Like like the second time the musical guest comes on SNL. Once again, real time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, did we know this one, Jeff? Yeah, I believe this is Terry Pratchett's Discworld series. That is correct. It is Discworld. Okay. Great store. <laughs> <laughs> Out of business. Uh, yeah. Number seven, The Bad Beginning, The Reptile Room, The Austere Academy, and the Carnivorous Carnival. Uh, we thought these sounded a little darker, so, so we went with Series of Unfortunate Events. Uh, I was thinking that for earlier ones, but this one we went with the Goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one is a Series of Unfortunate Events. Uh, an nice. unfortunate answer, man. Mm, that's okay. All right, next up, number eight, is The Lightning Thief, The Sea of Monsters, and The Titan's Curse. Uh, for this one, we thought it was the Percy Jackson series. We also said Percy Jackson. Yep, that's correct. Percy Jackson. Nice. All right, number nine. Uh, the Voyage of the Dawn Treader, The Silver Chair, and The Magician's Nephew. Go ahead, Kate. Uh, we thought these were the Chronicles of Narnia. Yes, the classics. We said the Chronicles of Narnia. Yep, absolutely. The Chronicles of Narnia. And last, number 10, uh, The Arctic Incident, The Eternity Code, 
The Opal Deception, and The Lost Colony. Well, we weren't sure on this one at all. Um, we went with the uh, the Annihilation book series, like the movie Annihilation with Natalie Portman. That was based on the book series. I can't remember what it's called, though. We uh, thought it had maybe one of these was it, and we just guessed Artemis Fowl. Yep, Artemis Fowl is correct. <laughs> the swing round is over. It looks like Team Hectric Swayze picking up 35 points. And Old Man and the CPAP picking up 40 points, bringing our scores to 110 for Old Man and the CPAP and 115 for Hectric Swayze. All right, on to question 11. Um, category is She's a Runner, She's a Track Star. At the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games, what runner passed Carl Lewis to become the most decorated track and field Olympian? She won 11 medals over a span of five Olympic Games. Yes, that sounds right. I think I think it was her. Yeah, I was a little checked out on Olympics, so but if you seem confident, we can lock in. I'm not, but I think it's a good guess, so there we will lock it in. Well, I do often like to watch the Olympics. Uh, track is not my expertise. Uh, do you have any ideas? I probably watched this. Um, I just I don't remember her name. Um, yeah. I just keep wanting to say Shikari Richardson, but I think she did not get to go to the Olympics. Yeah, they, they kind of over. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I can't. I don't remember. Well, let's give her a shout out for being great. I know she's very accomplished. I believe she retired um, after this Olympics because um, I think she's participated in like four or five. Um, and we guessed Allison Felix. Allison Felix is correct. All right, Jeff. And yes, she did retire after uh, this past Olympics. Did she? Do you know if she competed in four or five consecutive? I know she's five. Five, yeah. That's a sixteen years is a long career, <laughs> especially in track and field. Yes. Yeah. She, she is Hell very, very impressive. All right. Uh, question number twelve. Category is ships. Um. The RMS Titanic struck an iceberg and sank on April 15th, 1912. Approximately 710 survivors were rescued by a ship from the rival line Cunard. What is the name of the ship that came to the rescue, arriving around one and a half hours after the sinking? My brother loves the Titanic. Did you know that, Ken? Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I did as a kid. Like he loved what happened. <laughs> <laughs> He, he's just a fan of it hitting the iceberg, yeah. He just likes stories of hubris. Oh, boy. Do you know? Do you It'll take me idea? a minute. Okay. Well, I also had a minute-by-minute minute sinking of the Titanic book as a kid. Like, you just, you know, what's going on? Just... I just find it crazy that they made a musical about it and they're singing as the ship's going down, like a musical number. It's just crazy to me. But Well, didn't the ship's band allegedly play while they were going down? Well, they did, but... Allegedly. It is, yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Hindenburg, the musical. <laughs> that was 25 years later. 1937. So in 25 years, we'll get that one. Oh, the humanity. Great song. <laughs> <laughs> All the classics. Um, Yeah, I... I really feel like I should be able to remember this one. I remember being very interested in the Titanic as a kid. Um, I know it's not the Lusitania. I can't get that out of my head. Um, so we're going to go the HMS Bodie McBoatface. Oh. Classic <laughs> triviality sure gag. I'm sure that's right. Yeah, the <laughs> triviality gag that we do on triviality all the time. 
All right. So, Kate, um, I feel like it starts with a C. Yeah, me too. Okay, so what, do, was, what do you got? I, I've got one in I my was, head, but I, I don't want to say out, it. <laughs> I, was throw, I was throwing out Carpathia. Yeah. Or Catalonia. I think Carpathia. I, I think Carpathia. I was going to say Concordia, but I think Carpathia is it. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think Carpathia. Catalonia All right, we're locked in with Carpathia mixer. before we overthink it. Carpathia is correct. It was nice. the RMS Carpathia. Wow. Nice pole. Yep. They diverted 67 miles from their path from New York to Croatia to go rescue any of the survivors that there were and then took them back to New York. Nice. Well, not Jack though. I'm looking I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the, the answers so much. far and Kate's definitely saving my ass in this game. So All right. Uh, question 13. Category is a Disney question. Uh, including the two water parks, there are six parks at the Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida. Name three of the parks, including the water parks, for three points or for points, and all six for five bonus points. Indiana Beach. Indiana um, I've got three Beach. for points, but I think I've got six we can guess. Okay. If you're cool with that. I'm cool with that. All right. Matt and I have settled in on uh, three for sure, and six will attempt and see what we can get. Cool. All right, Kate, to start off, I have Epcot, Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Blizzard Beach as one of the water parks. And then I'm questioning what used to be MGM Studios. I think now it's called Hollywood Studios. Yeah, that's everything I had written down. Minus and do you know the, the water second park. water park? Nope. No right, idea. We'll, we'll say for the second water park, uh, Nemo's Wonderland. <laughs> um, so we're going to agree with you on Disney's Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Animal Kingdom. Um, I didn't realize it got rebranded, so I wrote MGM. Blizzard Beach, I was very excited that it would be colder there. Turns out it wasn't. And uh, I believe the other water park, I think I pulled it, is Typhoon Lagoon. I think that is correct. That is correct. That is the second water park. So you is got it... your Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, formerly known as MGM, and Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. I see wow. regular points for both. That sounds good to me. Yeah. I was Ten, just proud I got Typhoon Lagoon. Ten points for each, you're saying? Yeah. I went to Typhoon Lagoon after I broke the growth plate in my thumb from playing on Shine Football. I think I told a story where I had uh, my dad's like, oh, let's put a plastic bag over it, the splint. It'll be okay. And it just got completely washed away the first time I went into the wave pool. <laughs> and I, that's why your thumbs are short. That's why they're short. why one is much shorter than the other, and it's just a stump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, number 14 category is... A Disney question part two, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, Walt Disney and his team of Imagineers contributed four attractions to the 1964 World's Fair. Three of the attractions and parts of the fourth were used at the Disney parks following the closure of the fair. Name any of the three attractions that are used in the parks currently. I got two here. Okay. Um, I don't think it's Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Well, I have some insider information on that. Shame. Not really. Um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride went away. It's now Honey. And it uh, is now Winnie the Pooh's Honey. Something like that. That's, scavenging adventure. 
That's because my toad. My uncle always wanted to go to that ride when he was a kid, and then never really went to Disney. And then when I was like younger, they did away with it, and so he was never able to. Well, go they there. still have it at Disneyland, <laughs> and it's boring. Just Ooh, hot take on Mr. Toad. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not a wild ride. It's a very wind in the willows. Not it's Mr. Toad's mild ride is more. I'm like... also good with that because that's up on the right. Oh yeah, I love that one. I bet you wind in the willows would be really nice to fall asleep to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very boring. And then I had. We only need one, right? No, we needed three. Oh, I so. No, you need one. That's oh, good. so I oh I like. I like either of those. I think, I think our our shoe in is that last one you wrote. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Um, I had two guesses. One was the teacups ride, and the other was the it's a small world ride. Hmm. It's a good idea. I, I was I, thinking, my my mind initially turned to the like the Tomorrowland attractions, like the Wheel of Progress, for example, and the People Mover. But I'm good to go. Okay. I'm good to go with whatever you think would be, would be the best guess. So those are my inputs. But you, you can be the decider since you're, you're pulling the weight. (laughs) Well, I like the small world ride because of the idea of the world's fair. Yeah. Um, but that's all I got. Okay, that's that's about that. Yeah, we'd written down stuff from Tomorrowland and Space Mountain, but uh, I think, Matt, we eventually settled on what? On the small world. That's correct. One of them is It's a Small World, and the other two were The Carousel of Progress and Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. Um, oh, his animatronic uh, president? Abraham Lincoln's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 it's time for the Abe Lincoln podcast. <laughs> Four score and seven years ago, I began this podcast. (laughs) Abe Lincoln, episode 12,722. All right. uh, Question 15. Category is The Gang Sets a Record. After being renewed for their 15th season, what show became the longest running live action sitcom on TV? We are locked in, Matt and I. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Speaking of podcasts, I've been listening to the Sunny podcast um, and watching it along with the boys. So uh, we're going to go with Always Sunny, right? I thought you were going to say, speaking of Artemis earlier, um, <laughs> we said it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That is correct. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And, and it's their all... podcast is very entertaining. Yeah. It's always sunny here for the scores. They're still very close. Looks like Old Man in the CPAP with 150, picking up, uh, looks like, 40 points here. And uh, Hacktrick Swayze also picking up 40 points, bringing their total to 155. Is Glenn Howerton as deranged in real life yes. as he seems on the show? Yes. In different ways. <laughs> He's definitely so. got that angry thing, not so much the psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, question 16. Category is Ball is Life. Uh, what NBA player who recently passed away is tied with NHL player Henri Richard for the most championships won in North America? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we can lock in. Yeah. RIP. I don't know. Um, I'm thinking Bill Russell. Did he pass away? My guess. I'm good with that. Unless I'm thinking of the wrong person, which could, could be, but. I, I have that. no idea. Let's go with it. 
Um, You're thinking of the right person. Yeah, he passed away um, the day before or after Nichelle Nichols. It was kind of in the news at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think he's got 11 rings. All of them were with the Celtics? Maybe? Yep, all of them. Bill Celtics. Russell. Bill Russell. One of the most accomplished players of all time. Yep, Bill Russell is correct. Uh, next up, number 17. Category is one hippopotami cannot get on a bus because one hippopotami is too hippopotamus. Uh, what 1960s parodist, whose biggest hit was Hello Mudda, Hello Fada, is the partial inspiration for Weird Al and is paid homage on Al's first LP cover? Straight out of Granada, I believe. <laughs> you know this one? I don't. Oh. Do you? Yeah. Oh, okay, great. I don't really. Also look. from The Simpsons. <laughs> I don't love uh, musical comedy, so uh, I'm not sure. About I have a this place one. in my heart for Weird Al, though. Looking forward to the biopic. Um, I don't know. I like if it were a multiple choice question, I could probably pick it, but okay. off the top of my head, yeah, I, I I don't think I can come up with it. We'll, we'll go with uh, let's go with uh, let's go with Dean Martin. And uh, Neil right now is going to give us his best Dean Martin singing Hippopotamus for Christmas. Hippopotamus for Christmas. That's not bad. That's not terrible. Yeah, I only know this because uh, in an episode... Not bad with a mouthful of tiramisu. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. It was really full of tiramisu. I hear Dean Martin often performed with a mouthful of tiramisu. <laughs> Famously uh, used by Marlon Brando for The Godfather as well. Mm-hmm. You those... come to me on the day my daughter's wedding? Oh, that's a little better. Yeah. Uh, I know it's from a Simpsons episode where Bart gets caught stealing Bone Storm and they leave a message and he changes the message on the answering machine to a Alan Sherman tape and they f- think he's in Camp Granada. That is absolutely correct. It is wow. Alan Sherman. Simpsons, I'm telling you. Nice. You can pull a lot of info <laughs> from the Simpsons. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, next up, number 18 category is madagascar but in dc and without the singing lemurs what animals escaped from a maryland farmed and roamed the dc area from august to december 2021 um we're just going to guess one of the animals that's in madagascar the, the movie. film not because yeah. we know anything about the the place the film film <laughs> the movie the, the motion movie film the, the criteria subsequent movie film madagascar hey, if armageddon can Africa. be in the criterion collection then madagascar can be. uh kate it's a better film i'm feeling a big cat well Are you yeah a big i was cat? i wasn't sure i was trying to think of because i couldn't think besides lemurs of what animals actually live in madagascar so then i went to the type of animals that were in the movie yeah and i think one of them was a zebra yeah and one of them was a hippo was was one of them a lion one of them was a lion that's what i was thinking because i don't feel like the other kinds of animals could be that evasive but i feel like a lion could be or several lions yeah or i was thinking hippos but I don't know how they could get hippo out. Hippo in the city? There's a hippo in the city. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for like two people. <laughs> and three of them um, are in this room. <laughs> that math doesn't add up. I like lion. Joke. Okay, yeah. let's go with it. I don't remember. We went with one of the other ones that you said. Um, apparently, um, zebra are hard to domesticate. They're kind of assholes. And uh, they have good ducking reflexes, so they're hard to catch. So we said zebra. 
and points are going to one team. It is Zebras. Yeah. Way to Good go, job. Jeff. Is that Chris Rock? In the movie, yes. yes. He's the zebra. All right. Uh, number 19 category is That's Classified. What are the three levels of security clearance in the United States? Ah, oh. pertinent. Because it's very relevant to uh, recent news. I you know, Matt? No, and I really should. Um, um, yeah, I'm good with the three that we have there. I don't think they're right, but... We've got a guess. Let's lock it in. All right, so I'm, I'm thinking uh, for British eyes only. Uh, <laughs> oh, British eyes only. Uh, no, uh, what do we think? Secret? Top secret? Pop secret? Pop secret. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I, uh, there's declassified and highly classified, but I don't know. I, I think secret and top secret are two. And then the other one, how about we say sensitive? Sure. And that's like, you could share it, but maybe don't. <laughs> Keep it up your Facebook. Maybe don't. Yeah, that's definitely how the, the government works. Like you would notes. think there would only be one level. Like just, just don't share. Do or don't. Yeah. Like do or don't. Yeah. yeah. So I hear you. What do you guys got? We went uh, classified, confidential, and top secret. Oh, I like confidential. I think if I my guess is here, I think you said top secret. Yeah. You said secret. Secret. And I think confidential's got to be one. Uh yeah. Points to Neil. It is confidential, <laughs> secret, and top secret. It's all no. that twenty-four I watch. But so it's not classified. Huh? No. I guess all of it would be maybe classified. classified. Yeah, there we go. Because they're given classes. Mm, What did we say? Sensitive. Sensitive. This material is sensitive, agent. (laughs) (laughs) Share it if you want to, but we recommend that you don't. So it's velour. You can't. (laughs) Sandpaper is is non-sensitive material. All right. And last question in the round Uh, category is, can I offer you an egg in this trying time? What bird lays the largest egg relevant to, relative to its size? Oh, because I think ostriches have the biggest eggs. Right, but, but they're, they're also a big huge. bird. Yeah. Is they it big, big bird? bird. <laughs> 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 Would you eat an omelet made from big bird's egg? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So no what, question. Does big bird lay eggs? I don't know, but if he did. Eagle he, Man does. Eagle Man definitely lays eggs, that's, <laughs> that's for a sure. Very niche joke. <laughs> it's very Midwest for joke. You. <laughs> we've we've referenced Eagle Man enough times that if the listeners haven't checked out the Eagle Man commercials, then yeah. they're just missing out. Just yeah. Google Eagle Man commercial. If you don't know Eagle Man, I don't you know. Turn off the podcast. Or as we talked about on a previous episode, just use Netscape Navigator to find <laughs> yeah, it. That's right. When those commercials were airing, uh, what do you think? You got an idea? Relative to its body size, it's got some big old eggs. So, uh, according to body size, what are you thinking? A big bird, a small bird? A small, uh, a yeah, at first bird? I was thinking, I was thinking a big bird, but then it would probably need a really big egg. So I thought maybe penguin. Penguin. Their eggs are kind of big. Yeah. And they're not. What about? Chickens. Huge. You don't like penguins? <laughs> Do we think chickens? Like maybe that's why well, a chicken became the egg the egg bird. 
Could it could it uh, had ostriches all over the place, and they're like, you know what, this is, isn't efficient. There were just ostriches all <laughs> over the place. We need more egg to bird ratio. It has nothing to do with the fact that ostriches are huge <laughs> and hard to corral, and can um, kill you with their talons. <laughs> if you're gonna say chicken, then I would say duck because I know duck eggs are bigger than chicken eggs, oh. and ducks and chickens are probably close in like bird duck. size. I like duck. Very so tasty. Duck eggs are are definitely bigger than chicken eggs. We have like the twenty. Penguins are pretty like, pretty big. Yeah. So. we have like twenty chickens at our house, so I'm quite familiar with That's chicken lucky. eggs. Um, so I would put duck over chicken. A duck. <laughs> I mean, we are good at breeding things out of control. Um, so chicken's not an interesting guess. Um, but we figured maybe it goes the other way, and there's a kind of a limit to how small you can make an egg. So we just picked a really small bird. So a hummingbird. All right, so no points on this one. It is the North Island brown kiwi. Ah, kiwi. Oh, the kiwis. Uh, of are they the size of kiwis? The eggs? Uh, the eggs are about 15 to 22% of the weight of the female that lays them. Wow. wow. I didn't look up how big other normal sized eggs are, but oh that seems God. really, really huge. Oh, that's a big egg. That's like having a 28 pound baby. <laughs> that was quick math, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, speaking of quick math, uh, it looks like the second hey. half of the second round here. Uh, Hectric Swayze um, didn't do as well as they were doing before the game. They picked up 10 points, bringing their total to 165 and creating some separation. Old Man on the CPAP picked up. 30 more points, bringing their total to 180 going into the final round. Wow. All right. For the final round, uh, all the answers are going to be people, and they are all from New Jersey, which is my home state. So the categories are actor, singer, writer, athlete, and other. All right, all the wagers are now locked in. It looks like Old Man in the CPAP is going all in with all 30s. Uh, and just to let you know, Hattrick Swayze is going 30, 30, 30, 0 on athlete and 15 on other. Because we don't know what other is. We're half confident. Could be anything. All right, so for number one, actor. Uh, this actor, born in 1969, made his film debut in Living in Oblivion in 1995, and has since been in films like Find Me Guilty, Death at a Funeral, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, among many others. More recently, he's been known for his role on a TV show being someone who drinks and knows things. All right, uh, number two, Singer. This singer started her career on YouTube and Tumblr when she was 17. She became known for a parody of I Knew You Were Trouble by Taylor Swift. Her debut EP was called Room 93, and her debut studio album, Badlands, was certified two times platinum. She's also featured on a Chainsmokers song that topped the Billboard Hot 100 for 12 weeks. Number three, writer. Uh... This writer produces mostly thriller and mystery novels and has won an Edgar Award, Seamus Award, and Anthony Award. His books have been adapted into several TV shows, including The Stranger, The Woods, Gone for Good, and Stay Close on Netflix. He also created the British crime dramas The Five and Safe. Athlete? This keeper has played for teams like Manchester United, 
Everton and Memphis 901. He was awarded the 2009 FIFA Confederations Cup Golden Glove Award and holds the record for most saves made in a World Cup game with 15 saves against Belgium. I'm so pleased that we didn't wager on that. (laughs) And number five, other. Uh, This satirist, director, activist, and TV host can also be added to the list of alumni of the College of William & Mary. He won 22 primetime Emmys and famously went toe-to-toe with Tucker Carlson on Crossfire in 2004. He's also known for his work supporting 9-11 first responders, credited with breaking a Senate deadlock to get the Zadroga bill passed, and more recently advocating for the passage of the Honoring Our Pact Act in the summer of 2022. That individual happens to be one of the people that I consider to be the best of us. Mm-hmm. So, And uh, those are the questions. We'll be right back with our best answers. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. You heard the tone. That means the answers are now locked in. Let's go back to Caroline for the questions one more time, and we'll hear the answers from the teams. All right, so number one, that one was actor. Uh, The actor who was born in 1969, made his film debut in Living in Oblivion in 1995, and more recently has been known for his role as someone who drinks and knows things. Yep, uh, the name was slipping our mind for a moment, but for 30 points, we managed to get Peter Dinklage. Yeah, we also said Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage is correct. Uh, number two, uh, the singer who started her career on YouTube and Tumblr, who had her debut studio album named Badlands, certified two times platinum, and was featured on a Chainsmoker song that topped the Billboard Hot 100 for 12 weeks. Well, I'm just not good at uh, pop music. Uh, so we picked someone who I knew had a start on the internet, and uh, we went with Doja Cat. I was hoping you'd go with Rebecca Black, but... Um... She is from New Jersey. <clears throat> is she? Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we said Halsey. We're pretty sure Halsey's the one who was on the Chainsmokers song. Halsey is correct. Number three, writer. Uh, the writer who produces mostly thriller and mystery novels. Uh, 
and has had uh, his books adapted into TV shows, including The Stranger, The Woods, Gone for Good, and Stay Close on Netflix, and also created the British crime shows The Five and Safe. Go ahead, Kate. We didn't have a great idea on this, but just given the fact that it seemed like this person had done a lot, um, we went with James Patterson. What what did we guess for this one? Uh, we guessed uh, author McWriting guy. Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No points there. It is Harlan Coben. Ah, I would have never guessed that. Yeah, no ever. way. <laughs> All of his shows tend to be set in like the UK or somewhere in Europe, but he is apparently just from New Jersey. Yeah, isn't the woods like Polish? Yes. Yeah. It Interesting. is. I was very confused. He's but... worldly. All right, number four, athlete. Uh, the keeper who played for Man U, Everton, and Memphis 901 and holds the record for most saves made in a World Cup game with 15 saves against Belgium. Definitely my favorite keeper, uh, Johnny Gloves. <laughs> uh, this guy is arguably one of the, probably the greatest U.S. soccer player of all time. Uh, very good in goal. It's Tim Howard. Oh. Tim Howard is correct. Yep, that was all Matt, as I'm sure you guessed. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Tim Howard, Kate? No, I right. hadn't heard of any uh, U.S. soccer players that made it to Europe. So <laughs> He's got the shaved head and the goatee, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know Tim Howard. Wait, is this Tim Howard? No, yeah. I, I met Tim Duncan. Oh, they're different guys. <laughs> and different Ryan kind Howard. Of... <laughs> yeah. The baseball player. The baseballer. Yeah. Not the intern. <laughs> <laughs> and number five, other. Uh, the... Uh, satirist, director, activist, and TV host who went toe-to-toe with Tucker Carlson and also is known for working supporting 9-11 first responders. Okay. Uh, yeah, we knew this right away. It was uh, John Stewart. Mm-hmm. Also uh, in a SummerSlam main event, uh, John Stewart. John Stewart is correct. The, the scores are in. It looks like Team... Hattrick Swayze uh, couldn't uh, couldn't hang in the, the final round here. Um, looks like they're only going to be couldn't picking hang. up minus 15 points is what they got in the final round, bringing their total to 150. And Old Man in the CPAP uh, mm-hmm. picking up 90 points, bringing their total to 270, making them today's cream of the crop. Unjustifiably in a position I'd rather not be in, but the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, Matt and I weren't sleeping on that one because when I sleep, I stop breathing. So, <laughs> <laughs> suffocation, no breathing is what they say. Oh <laughs> uh, boy, see Papa Roach. <laughs> uh, well, great game, uh, great game, both of you, uh, Kate. Uh, you weren't victorious today, but it's always wonderful uh, having you here in the studio, uh, and it makes a victorious day over here. So, any final words? Anyone you'd like to give a shout out to? Um, I think I'll actually give a shout out to my trivia team, who I've never shouted out before. Uh, Dazed and Confused is the name of our team, and it consists of my parents and my friend Patrick sometimes, and my parents' friend Kim, and we get together every Thursday. Have a great time. Awesome. All right, all so, right, all right. Shout out to them, especially your parents' friend Kim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he carries us. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us. And uh, Caroline, great questions. I uh, wish I was playing this game. Uh, you had a lot of great clues in there, too, uh, that I'm sure took a lot of time putting them in there. Uh, any final words or any shout outs from you today? Uh, shout out to all the playtesters on Discord who uh, helped me playtest this game and gave me great feedback. Um, and I don't know when this episode is coming out, if it'll be before the midterms, but if it's not, uh, everybody should vote in the midterms. And if it comes out after that, everybody should vote in next the next time. election, in yeah. all the elections. Great advice. Uh, and uh, we thank you for uh, joining us today and, and hope that uh, if any robots that you design uh, just aren't programmed to hurt us Acquire, specifically. acquisition. Yeah, mm -hmm. just none of us. She doesn't design, she acquisits. Well, either way, just make sure they don't hurt Purchaser. us. Acquire. Especially underwater. Which is scary. Uh, but yeah, thank, thank you uh, to both of you for being Patreon supporters uh, and for supporting the show and to all our Patreon supporters that make the show possible. Uh, thank you. For Triviality Today, uh, I'm Neil. I'm going backwards. Oh, yeah. It's really weird. See if you can do it. For Triviality Today, my name is Neil, and I'm joined by Matt, Ken, Jeff, Kate, and Caroline, and you just heard Triviality. Wow. <laughs> the game where I like a series of speeds a little bit of knowledge. Thank you, everyone. No, I just remember that fact because I, I always think of uh, an old man in the 1800s. And if you wanted to date his daughter, you'd have to court Carpathia. And you just think about him saying it like... That is nothing. It's just how I that remember that. That is a very anything. weird way to remember that. It's just how I remember. I just think of a guy in my head going like, if you want to date Carpathia, you know, it's stupid. Why that? I don't know. It's just how it's stuck in my head. Is that Rose's dad? Like, Yeah, it's Ro Rose's dad. <laughs> totally blasé. <laughs>